Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to The Film Vault. That's Anderson. I'm Brian Bishop, your host for today. Got some movies to bring to you. Asteroid City. Asteroid City. So happy you did that. Thank Asteroid you. Asteroid City. Thank you, my friend. Also, The Blackening was seen by both of us. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold. The Blackening was seen by the two of us. And uh, we not, were assigned. Not together. We were assigned a film called Pleasure. I would say ironically uh, uh, titled. Pleasure? Yeah. Oh, I mean, she was in the country for pleasure. She said it right at the beginning of the movie. True, right at the top. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I'm wrong. I, I mean, <laughs> I didn't find it to be uh, particularly pleasurable. I will also be talking about Flamin' Hot, as oh. well as some of the uh, controversy that comes along with Flamin' Hot. Hulu's new. Is it an original? I don't know, but that's where you Is see it. Is it Hulu? It's on Hulu. Oh. It's on the old Hulu. And uh, yeah, we got some, we got some uh, interesting movies to uh, perhaps usher you towards and perhaps to uh, steer you clear of. Uh, what's going on, Brian? How are you? How are things? It's really none of your business. Uh, good, because I'm bored already. Good. Of you. Do yes. we have any uh, business to take care of? I'm um, looking. I don't see anything at the top of my list. Oh. Other than the fact that, hey, that was not Sam Rockwell and Band of Brothers. I continue to reel. <laughs> you going to clear that up? I have seen episode five, up. though, and episode five continues to give. Band of Brothers will be seen uh, in its entirety by the end of the year. Uh, if anything uh, of note comes, uh, comes up, well, there's note. In every single episode, obviously, but just let, I'm not going to be giving proper confessions. That's not what this show is here. Ah. But when certain things happen, say like uh, if a Mr. Tom Hardy shows up, I may report back. All right. Certain, uh, certain things. Oh, Jimmy Fallon showed up in the last episode. Oh, I are saw. you sure it was him? Um, actually, no. no yeah, I was going to no, say. No. It was sure? weird because he's, you know, he's, he can't not be Jimmy Fallon, but he was being serious, Jimmy Fallon. But it was just strange. It definitely did that thing that a lot of people talk about where it takes you out. It took me sure. out. I was out. Not their fault. Jimmy Fallon wasn't Jimmy Fallon at that point. I mean, he's Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> he was. He People probably, still to him. Since his birth, he probably has been Jimmy Fallon. Early 2000s. I think he might have been doing the old SNL. I think he probably That's was. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That, actually, you're probably right. I mean, obviously, he wasn't being Johnny Carson at that point. But uh, yeah. You know, I've only watched his monologue or his show like one time, I think. I don't think I've ever seen it. I was on a gig up in Seattle. Yeah. And uh, I was in the hotel by myself. Sad sack that I was, right? No family or anything. Sure. Just sitting there waiting for the gig uh, for the next morning. And uh, he came on and he was doing some bits. And I still quote one of those bits pretty much daily. Really? Go on, get. It, didn't that come up in the blackening? I like Jimmy Fallon without the roots. Yes, without the roots. That's right. I remember that. Yes, that, that, that did come up. But like, he was doing this bit about uh, LaCroix and how like it doesn't even quench, quench his thirst. He goes through too much of it. So go on, get. He's wearing a cowboy hat and he has straw. He's like doing like a go on, get thing. Sure, sure. Cargo pants. Got to get them out. They're really comfortable. Go on, get. I can, I can hold everything in them, but uh, their time is coming, gone. Go on, get. Cargo pants. And I tell my child to go on and get daily. All right. Is he confused? My child? When yeah, I tell him to go, go no, on, get. No, he knows to leave. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I only watch Fallon when uh, my friends are on. <laughs> Wow, that is what you young kids call humble bragging right there. Hey, Avery, welcome to the program. How are you, pal? Thank you. Doing all right. You have any flick fashions for us this week? Uh, fan no. flictions. I, I, I have no... Did I see anything of note? Oh, I, no, I saw Phantom Threads since last time, right? Yeah, we yeah, talked yeah, about yeah, Phantom talk Threads. Jesus Christ, what kind of movie watcher? You didn't see The Blackening. I did not see The Blackening. What kind of a uh, black man I are totally you? forgot that The Blackening existed. Wow. Not a good one. Wow. The white side of me really blocked it out. You're like all the ladies who don't watch ESPN women's sports. Yeah, That's Look right. at you. 
Not supporting. And then you're going to complain to say there's not enough black movies in the Cineplex. I'm not going to do that. Okay. Where is the representation? Is what Avery is saying. Yeah, that's what he's asking. And it's like, it's right there. He's forgetting about the representation. I do have a piece of business, though. <laughs> do a piece of business. Oh, you got some business. I got business. So normally, normally I'd save this for the uh, Amazon read, but not everyone listens. I guess some people fast forward. I do want to point out that uh, Prime Day is coming up. Mm. And I got an email from Amazon saying, oh, hey, your uh, account, uh, your old uh, tap through uh, banner there is eligible. Uh, they're Increasing their payouts, they're mm-hmm. jumping their payouts for uh, uh, for fifteen day, or two weeks, basically um, from uh, basically first uh, half of July. If you are let now listen up, if, if if you're not normally one to support the show through the uh, Amazon banner, understood. You know, well, I don't understand. That's actually shitty. But if you, I understand. People forget or they don't have interest. Uh, just know that it costs you nothing. Extra clicks. It's extra. You got to go to the website, yeah. Brian and Anderson and Brian.com. You got to click on the banner and then you just do your shopping as normal. Helps us out a whole lot. Has for many, many years now. But it you costs it, them a lot. You can do it while you're listening to the show. It costs them nothing. Yeah, oh, so while you're listening. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. So uh, listen, if you're in the market, if you're going to buy anything for Prime Day, including Prime Week, whatever it's called, uh, they're upping their uh, payouts on uh, beauty products, kitchen products, lawn and garden, home improvement, apparel, that's a big one. Shoes, handbags, and accessories, electronics, camera, pet products, beauty, home, and tools. That is most of what Amazon sells. Yeah, just do, do all your Christmas shopping right now during that two-week uh, window. And look at this. Brian actually doing some business for the show. Yeah. What, what, what's happening? That never happens. We're putting bucks in our pockets. What's going on? God, God willing. And now listen, they increase the payout. So instead of a quarter, we might get 50 cents. But it all adds up. Well, so you're if being you're very gonna, generous, Brian. If, if you're good, I'm thinking of a big ticket item. So if you're uh, in the market to buy something on Prime Week, Prime Day, whatever it is, the first half of July, eh, consider Consider it go to Anderson and Brian, tapping the banner and doing your shopping. It'll cost you nothing. It all adds up. Literally nothing. And it will help us. And we would appreciate it a lot. Uh, a quick, and then we'll get to get to the movies. We're going to talk about blackening. I think we're going to start with the blackening, right? The blackening will be the, the first movie talked about. Sure. All right. Right after this, uh, a quick a little hello. Get well soon to our, our friend, a uh, friend of the show. You guys all know him uh, who have been listening for a while, Mitch Burns. Uh, he's under the weather. He's, he's going through some stuff right now. So we're all thinking of you, Mitch. Uh, I just found out moments before the show and uh, sent you a text immediately. So hang in there, buddy. If there's anything we can do to help, know that there's people who care about you, who who are here for you, and and please just uh, let us know. All right. If you need anything, text Anderson. That's right. And I just learned you got Brian's number too. So feel free to give him a call. Later, the better. <laughs> let late, by the way, is like nine fifteen. Keep trying until he answers. He will yeah, yeah. answer. He will answer. <laughs> it may. I may. My phone is set to do not stir, but if you call more than once in a row, it'll, it'll push through. It'll push us through, That's like right. Phil Hendry used to That's do right. back in the day. <laughs> push through from hold being on hold. He would break through the hold. All right, what are we doing? Let's talk movies. The Blackening. Let's do it. The Blackening, Blackening is a. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. It's a movie. Right right. It's, a, it's a film. Yes, it's a, it's a film. Turns out, 2023 film directed by Tim Story. Mm-hmm. Starring Grace Byers, Jermaine Fowler, Melvin Gregg, X Mayo, Dwayne Perkins, Antoinette Robertson, Cinqua Walls, Jay Farrow, Yvonne Orji, and Diedrich Bader. I only mentioned uh, the entire cast because they're all very good. I enjoyed oh. everyone top to bottom. Yes. Except maybe the nerd. I don't know. Was he putting it on too thick? What the, was it yeah, overacting? Yeah, I would absolutely. It was a little SNL ish. I would say Diedrich Bader. Uh, Diedrich Bader? Bader was by far the best. Yeah, yeah. We should probably do our best to avoid overpraising <laughs> the one white actor in this entirely black film. Uh, that said, he was really, really good. Yeah, he was fine. He, he filled he filled the uh, slot. Yeah, I feel like the nerd was doing something that I really wish that Avery saw this because I do. I saw it with a mostly black audience, and I do think that they're, it's, it's like seeing. Um, at times, and I, I hopefully I'm not misspeaking here, I do feel like sometimes things are so culturally relevant uh, to like the black community and is lost on the white community. It's almost like seeing a foreign film and like I'm not yes. quite sure. So there was, there was some stuff in this movie that people were laughing heartily at that I'm like, I just, I don't, I don't think I get it. I, I think, think there were a lot, of, they wouldn't call it inside jokes, but I would call them like jokes for them, jokes for us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the context, like you said, is totally understood. Now there's, in the trailer, like they have a lot of very funny lines mm-hmm. and it sold me on the trailer. I'm like, I have to see this movie. It was very, very good. And the whole the setup, the plot of the movie is this. It's a cabin sure. in the woods. 86% of Rotten Tomatoes in theaters now. Yes, this is a cabin in the woods horror film where uh, a bunch of friends from a uh, from college days get together for a little reunion. And it turns out 
there is a madman or men uh, picking them off one by one and uh, making them play uh, sadistic games to decide who is the blackest. Yes, yeah, so they're all racially based games, and it's, it's absurd, but it's it's in the context of a, of a, a horror comedy. It's very it's very funny. It is at times. It is funny. Uh, so it oh, opens I mean, up premise. with a couple that shows up and then later like the rest of them show up and there's a lot of discoveries and going in the rooms and like odd characters and funny characters. And ultimately I wanted a lot more from this movie and I was hoping it would be a whole lot better. And it, it just kind of fell flat. You know, it's funny. I had the same reaction, which is well, similar. I, I enjoyed it. I laughed, but I wanted it to be so much fun. I like it. This is a great example. A movie I would have liked more if it was a little better. Yeah. Like I was this like, is that, that. that was funny and that was good, but man, it could have been really funny. It, it felt really like it good. was watered down a little bit. It felt like it was, it played was not a little safe. It played a little safe. And like one of the oddest characters was so odd. He was doing like a Tyler Perry type thing. And it just felt like he was, was that the Trump guy? Yeah. Yeah. It was an SNL esque, uh, grotesque, you know, a one dimensional weirdo. Yeah. And, you know, some of the writing was on the wall and it was fairly mm. predictable. Uh, all that said, it was fun. It went down fairly smooth. It's just like it was right there. And I'm like, now here's here. Well, go well, ahead. What do you like? It's a, it's a Roger Ebert's famous uh, The Law of Economy of Characters. Like there's only so many faces on the screen in this movie. So, you know, that uh, who done it had to be someone, you know, or yeah. have met at some point in the film. It's, it's like there's no there's no surprises. It's felt a little bit like bodies, 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 but mm. like a much more loose version of sure. it, right? Again, uh, a more SNL stylized yeah. version of it, uh, and funnier. I, I like this. I like this better. Yeah, I mean, bodies, bodies, bodies. Have the same thing. Like I wanted more from right. that. Like I, the parts that I was supposed to be laughing very hard at, I, I didn't. Now, had I never seen the trailer, and I didn't know what this. This is a perfect movie if I didn't know anything about it. and I'm seeing it on a plane. Like it would go down real smooth. Yeah. It keeps you engaged. There's enough funny parts to keep you laughing. Or maybe throughout. streaming. You came across it. Or even you streaming. And you go, oh, what was this? A victim of its own trailer, yeah. though, where I think the most the funniest lines for me anyway. Now here's the scene, Avery, that maybe uh, was lost on me. That I think. Oh, what do you want to know? <laughs> I think the theater liked it more than I understood. There's a scene where one of the characters is shooting a gun okay. sideways. This is funny. Do you know what you're talking about? He's got the gangster shoot. And he's yeah. shooting gangster. And the Trump fella reaches over his shoulder and corrects it. And my audience, the audience that I saw it with, found that to be the funniest thing they've, they've yeah. seen this year. So they're, they're being mildly amused. They're, they're being attacked. He's on the ground you know, with I've the gun sideways shooting. Bang, yes. bang, bang. I feel like everyone's and, seen uh, that in their yeah, head now. Trump of guy reaches over and straightens it out. I thought that was amusing. Yeah, I, I think it's a very kind of clever way to show his, his whiteness. Okay. Right? <laughs> it's so needless. <laughs> this is what it's so. It so effectively kind of illustrates that without saying anything. I, I would think that was very funny. They had a lot of uh, uh, characters that uh, were very that type of character, which worked. I think like the gay character, like, you know, sure. you knew what to expect. It was liked, that guy. Yeah, I liked King, the uh, he hood. He, you know, he still, he still keeps it real. Trying, yeah, trying to, like, you know, he's got kids now. He's, he's trying to, like, straighten it out. There, yeah, they had a lot of the types, the archetypes in there. And for the most part, it was like Brian says, like it's, it was there. It would have been, I would have liked it a whole lot more if it was better. If it was just a little bit better. I know. I, I, Solid three-star movie. I like I like to, to, to have a good chocolate. Your, uh, I'd like it better if it was better thing. But this actually, this, this fits. This is exactly this, that, right? This would be a really, really memorable comedy if it was just a little better took some more chances maybe mm. maybe a little more gore like here and there like that i didn't a little i don't really need that either but it just all felt it needed some made, kind of punch some movie of the week a little no you're not you're, you're being hard on it well like modern day movie of the week you could see this coming out like this is the netflix movie of the I, week okay sir i thought you meant like tv yeah you're right this feels like on the level this is what netflix aspires to for their movies right like yeah. this is probably as good as it would get yeah, I think that this would be a huge hit if it was straight to Netflix and everyone would talk about it for a week and then they move on to the next thing. So. Yeah. So would you say it would be worth it if it's like streaming Solid in October? Solid streamer. Yeah. looking for something to watch around Halloween. Solid streamer. Yeah, with the way that my uh, reviews, uh, with my ratings go, like three stars, like if it's streaming, take a chance on it. Yep. And this might pop up around Halloween time. You know what I mean? Like on the streaming services. So fuck, you, have a, you can do a lot worse. Are there any lines in here that you're going to be quoting? You know what I mean? Are there any things like- I enjoyed- it's in the trailer, I think, but I enjoyed at the beginning when the first couple that arrives, the, the girl, uh, she notices the doors opening slowly, it's creaking open, and she's like, I got a gun. Who there? And yeah, she yeah. said, no, that's two D-Max. <laughs> that's you know, I enjoyed that. Who, who you, could, you could see yourself in that situation. Yeah. Like, you're, you, yourself, yeah, in the front door. Yeah, the voice. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm tough, because you're yeah, Brian. Exactly. You know, you know. That would really be hard. 
<laughs> I wouldn't say because I'm Brian. I would just say I'm tough. Which again, I don't know. What, do tough people say that? I'm tough. I'm no, tough. usually, usually anyone who says I, kind of like Prigoriev, uh, was it Prigozhin? Like he said, this is not a coup. Like oh, last week yeah. in Russia, that, that, in that lets you know that it's a coup. That's Same right. with a hipster. I'm not a hipster. That means you're a hipster. There's wow. A little, Current events, Anderson. I feel I, I became obsessed. I became obsessed. It was interesting for a good 24 hours. Like yeah. what is happening? It's still interesting, but it's not nearly as exciting. It's not now. dramatic. You know what the, uh, you know what the uh, Ukrainian flag represents? No one does. Freedom. They love UCLA. Oh. That's they absolutely no yeah. way that's possible. They changed it in the signal. Uh, they're farmers. <laughs> they're, big, they're big John Wooden fans. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got my picture with him. John Wooden's a legend. Yeah, I went to his camp, basketball camp. Did you really? Sat next to him, yeah. Point guard? Oh, it's point guard, yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's power forward. What are you talking about? Listen yeah, to me. Uh, listen to me, Brian. Uh, the, they're farmers by nature. They have a very far, proud farming history. Like they, they farm on their plots. Okay. And the flag simply represents the yellow at the bottom is the, the wheat, earth. the wheat field. Oh, okay. And the blue is the blue skies. I didn't know that. That's okay. it. Simple, clean, fresh. Okay. Man, I feel bad that we, listen, we fucking blew the, uh, the good movie first. No, no, no. What is, I, I would say that there's uh, another movie that we're going to be talking about that is equally as easy to watch. Goes down real smooth. That's flaming hot. Now, okay. do I, I didn't know the, where you're going with this. Do I go there now, or do you want to do your no, movie? Let's that you're doing? I need flaming hot. It's a palate cleanser. Let's uh, uh, let's climb this bad. You want to do pleasure? Asteroid City. Oh Jesus Christ! I forgot that's what it was. <laughs> hey, listen. A lot of people love that Asteroid City. A lot of people love that Wes Anderson. All right. It's just either for you. It's not for you. Not for us. Astro That's know, why I, I we don't know that yet. Asteroids. <laughs> Wait, you didn't see it? Hell no, oh, Brian. Oh, no, Just like I don't, no, I don't, no. you know what I don't do, Brian? Yes. I don't like, I don't go to the market and buy like large bunches of cilantro, <laughs> take it home and eat it because I hate it. But it's good for you. Well, so, so the, uh, the, 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 the bloggers will have you know. Oh, cause that's the good critics. for you. Yeah. Well, I'll just eat kale. I went to the black and I'm doing stuff. this alone. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh my God. Asteroid City is a 2023 film. <laughs> Why would you see this? It's fuck. not for us. <laughs> I, I appreciate you doing it. Thank I you. I thought we were going to have a good old time. I almost got suckered in where I went, I kind of like the way it looks. And then I went, no. No. <laughs> so you're with us. Oh, this is so I wish that one of us was a huge Wes Anderson proponent. I didn't make them any notes. I thought we were going to, oh, fuck that. All right, talk Drugs to me. I, I can Wes probably Anderson. follow along because I've seen his other movies. Starring... <laughs> Jason Schwartzman, Scarlett Johansson, Tom Hanks, Jeffrey Wright, Tilda Swinton, Brian Cranston, Edward Norton, Adrian Brody, Liam Schreiber, Hope Trax. Davis, Stephen Park, Steve Carell, Matt Dillon, Hong Chow, William Def Willem Dafoe, Margot Robbie, Jeff Goldblum, Sophia Lillis, Fisher Stevens, Rita Wilson, and Bob Balaban. Seventy four percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Which for a movie like this, I would say is very damning. That is damning with faint praise. Uh, in theaters now. Um, <laughs> I actually made notes in the theater because I sat in the back and there were only about five people uh, seeing this movie with me. Uh, one hour in, I literally wrote down, is this a comedy? Question mark. Is there a plot? Question mark. The answer to both, I still don't know. I don't know if this is a comedy. I don't know if there is actually a plot. I had a conversation with uh, a friend who listens to the show, actually. Hello, Emma. Uh, about the movie, which she had seen. And I think she liked it more than Emma me. seems like the type of name though, of a person who would like Wes Anderson movies. She's very nice. She might be married to a, a mutual friend. Mm. Um, and we had a, a conversation. Way to skirt the question. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know that she likes all of us. I'm glad I didn't ask Actually, that she no, was I, I know for, for, yeah. She's very nice. I know for, I know for a fact that. She's a kind woman that I've seen many we, times. We had a conversation about Wes, Mr. Anderson. Mm. And uh, yeah, we, we, we've, uh, we've taken divergent paths on him in, okay. the, in recent years. Um, that said, we both agreed. Like, I don't know what the movie was. If I was asked to describe the plot, I would have a difficult time doing it. It involves this sort of uh, this sort of roadside town, uh, like uh, uh, Highway 66, Route 66 kind of thing, where there's this uh, town in the middle of nowhere, hard to get to, and there is a um, a junior junior achievers kind of convention going on there involving space and technology and science and uh, it may or may not get visited by an alien while they're all there. Oh. I'll bet you're going to find this hard to believe. Wacky characters abound. No. What, no. Lots of lots of wackiness. I'm out. Almost no one speaks as a human being would speak. Is there any straight <laughs> plane 
character. I really character? was on the lookout for that. And uh, no, not a one. There's not a, a single. I'm looking at. I'm looking up and down the uh, roster, uh, the cast list, and no, everyone. I guess maybe Matt Dillon, but even he, he's like weird, bizarro Matt Dillon in this movie. Now, you guys, everyone listening, I tried. I really tried. I, I went into this movie thinking, you know what? I don't normally like these, but I'm going to. I'm the guy that doesn't like sushi, but I'm going to go to the sushi restaurant, goddammit, and tr- and do my best Is to. Is it true? It. You don't like sushi? If I was the kind of guy that you didn't. can't think I of a single sushi. food you don't like. No, I, I don't like green tea. Okay, I don't like you can uh, go to the tea bar. I don't like grapefruit. All right, so um, but I ordered a Paloma because I heard it was the best in town here. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? Freshly squeezed grapefruit juice, mm-hmm. top shelf tequila. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. When in Rome? I already did the cilantro thing about ten minutes ago, so I think I think the cilantro analogy, actually counts. The analogy's been made. And and, and can, thir- can, thirty seconds in, I was like, I'm out. I thirty seconds I in. It, it was wow. Every, it, it was it was uh, it was uh, aggressively abrasively Wes Anderson. I realized that I was in thirty seconds in. They're they're showing you this town like the, mm-hmm. like there's a tr- there's a nifty trick shot where the camera's spinning around three hundred sixty yes. degrees and showing you all like the a fly's wa- point of view. At one point in this 360 degree shot, they show you, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to describe this, an off-ramp for a highway that is that was started and is incomplete and is just an off-ramp, i.e. it starts on the ground, yeah. goes high into it's the a, sky, and stops as though the speed bus is going to jump it. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's all it is. It is a quarter turn. Yeah. It's a quarter pipe. A bridge to nowhere. But it's okay. You would never start a highway that way. Right. You would never start an overpass that way. Right. You would never start anything that way. Uh-huh. And yet here we are with just a a a, a quarter completed overpass. Okay. And that's wacky that, and funny. That was that was a joke. That's funny. That's did the it, joke. Did it get reaction? No. There again. There only there was one girl in the theater, and I know because she was sitting at the end of Emma? the row. Was it Emma? It was not Emma. I don't believe. <laughs> um, but uh, she was giggling throughout. Uh huh. Giggling as though she was like probably had an edible, like she was just like couldn't control her giggling. Uh-huh. Uh, n- n- nary a laugh in the, in the rest of the theater. Well, how many people in there? Five. Okay, five. Six, including me. Because that's where I, I realized, oh, oh, this isn't for me. Like, because I absolutely love Battle Rocket. Been through that, right? I, I, I should also get this straight. Like, Wes Anderson, he is some sort of a genius. That, that man is very smart, smarter than I. He has an aesthetic that is unmistakable, and for that, I guess we must give him credit. It does say something that AI is really good at recreating his work. That is also true. That's something should be said about. But I I don't, and I'm probably wrong on this, but I can't remember a straight character since like Luke Wilson, who was the lead character in Bottle Rocket, and that was one of the things that made me love Bottle Rocket so much, is it was this guy going through this sea of wacky, insane people. So I Olivia, whatever her name was, uh, in in uh, in um, Rushmore. What, what, what is the, the doctor or the main female character? I'm sure that they're they're here and there, but, but especially yeah, from his limit, far between his his recent work. Yeah. Uh, so then I went and saw Rushmore, and I was like, okay, you know what? Sophomore something not made not made for me. A lot of people loved it. I'm like, okay. And then I went to see Royal Tenenbaums, and it was the opening mm-hmm. title sequence, and there's just it was just the names of the people in it, and there was like mice walking around the names, and in the theater because I saw you know this is back when I used to see movies like opening night before you know right, right. before I learned and I, before I got screeners and whatnot and I, I was I was shocked. I thought something had happened in the theater I thought somebody had stood up and started like doing some kind of like other like <laughs> like miming joke in the corner or something because everyone was losing their shit I'm like what what what's what's happening and I'm like oh oh I'm, I'm this isn't for me. <laughs> they were laughing because there was mice walking around the, the names this should be called the whitening the whitening because it's not for me it's Very made culturally for other people I mean you got Jeffrey Wright in there Jeffrey Wright that is true he's the token black guy he was uh, he was that in the growling movie that we decided he could do the dispatch was that the dispatch with the uh, Benicio Del Toro uh, growling oh, over there oh god they were almost on to something he was oh, almost on to no. something that I was attached to myself I'm like I like this Benicio character he's fucking sweet why did he just growl why did he growl? oh my god they're having him growl again and again like they're leaning into the, the worst part of his character what now, is- you tell me if this sounds appealing to Sorry. you. Because for me, I, I reacted very, very poorly to this. I think this Anderson might like it. Well, well you <laughs> might, because it's a, it's a storytelling trope. Mm. I hated it, but I hate it generally, mm. not just here, including here. Um, we are constantly, we're, we're constantly, oh, fuck. Uh, we're constantly <laughs> going back to, okay, so, so, this, so Asteroid City. Which one's worse, Dispatch or this? 
Oh, fuck. Don't I? Oh, top five Wes Anderson movies next week. We should have done it this week, but next week, all right? You in? Let's torture ourselves. I don't know ourselves. that I could. Oh, I could absolutely. I just looked at the catalog. I could do it. I guess I could. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. Okay. Asteroid City, I'm making air quotes, is in this world a play a play that is being written by Edward Norton and put on by actors. You know what I mean? Like some of these actors exist in both worlds. Jason Schwartzman, I believe, exists in both worlds. We're constantly going back to, but it's like three levels because Brian Cranston is the narrator and he's like, whatever, I'm not going to mess with the character's name. He's like, Edward Norton was a very famous playwright and we go to Edward Norton and he's writing Asteroid City but he's also, and the, the director of Asteroid City, the play, I believe, is Adrian Brody? Or maybe it's Edward Norton. Fuck, I forgot. Either way, it doesn't matter. We're constantly being reminded that, that you're not, you can't, impossible to lose yourself in this movie because they're constantly going back and saying, like, and showing you. Calling the, attention. Like, to yeah, exactly. The making it. of or the construct, which is completely unnecessary. They could have just had the movie, Asteroid City. Brian Cranston's. Uh, credited as host he's the narrator who basically like a radio uh a play back in the day like our we right. we, we 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 open like on radio, asteroids like a radio host yeah, yeah like a radio host yeah. uh schwartzman mm-hmm. he's credited as one name so if he's playing like the writer and the and the actor this this but i wonder if it's the same it's the same person so is this an autobiography is that what this is this is wes anderson's autobiography oh, this is his mother in his in, a, in this alternate universe that he has created, oh. is he the like the original comic book director? Because I mean, his movies look like like they're they a paint, do actually. Right? You're right in a way, and all his characters are superheroes. In as much as they don't live in the world with us, is it the is it the emperor emperor's new clothes? It, it, it's I, I still like decades that. later, was, and he's still like masquerading around I, nude. Or because yeah, I know the man is brilliant i do know that and he works in 30 second and 90 second i've said this so many times the shorts it's just long form i don't i don't understand how it has how anyone has a stamina stamina other than emma who's on edibles in your theater how anyone has a stamina a to sit and watch for 90 minutes to two hours and find this amusing scene after scene after scene without just been going okay that's or are we just not bright enough to access? I'm willing to entertain that theory that said you just described me during this movie which is exhaustion <sighs> Yeah, I, was, I felt beaten down. You know, the little kid who's like talented? Yeah. And he's like, look at this, mommy. You know, like, kids are always like, look at this. And like, they do something that like any fucking Yes, wanted. and they were awarded too early. But no, if they actually do something that's kind of cool, like a little kid, but it's just like, okay, I've seen that you can juggle and you're only six. It's pretty impressive. I don't need to see it again. But look, did you see that I, I'm doing it like, you know, with my back turned? You know, like that's what this no, kind of is. Like, look, look, at how, look at how clever this yeah. is. Look at how clever this is. This is so clever. Isn't this zany? Isn't this clever? And it's just like, shut the fuck up. I want Give me him, something. <laughs> I need him to make like his version of Lynch's straight story, which is you can make films. Moonrise Kingdom was some no. kind of at times, yes, so, one foot in that world for sure, one really? foot out. Yeah, every time Ed Norton showed up, it seemed like it was. But with the kids and the love story and the coming of age, that felt yeah, like an that's actual. A good point. And then Bottle Rocket too. I guess. Or just to sit with the. Uh, I mean, uh, the, I, I was excited about the Isle of the Dogs, but then he he abandoned ship. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to get Mr. Fox, Fantastic Mr. Fox again, which was fucking awesome. The kid can do stuff. He, that that American Express commercial, fucking amazing. He directed an American Express work. He probably directed it, but he was familiar. in it. Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. walking and he's talking and about. They showed it in the, the showed in theaters. They may have shown it in the theater. It might have been like a Super Bowl ad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he gets on the crane, like he's saying yes and no, and it's like Isn't he there was a hawk on set. or something at was, some point. Yeah, a falconer comes yeah. up. Yeah, it was fucking great. Like that's perfect, Wes Anderson, bite-sized Wes Anderson. It's like ordering a, like a baby roof, like three pound baby roof for, for, for dinner. You can't do it. Water yeah. Rocket streaming on uh, <laughs> HBO Max and uh, Hulu. So good. It's like a nice weird hors d'oeuvre that gets passed around at a party. Where yeah. you have one, you go, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think I, the aftertaste is too strong. Yeah. I don't need that the as a dish. The whole meal is that. <laughs> How many people have just been, okay, we get it. We get it. You know what we're doing? We're trying to <laughs> what's, de-radicalize. <laughs> Wes Anderson fans. That's what we're trying to do. It yeah, feels yeah. like it's like we're not trying to convert anyone it's here. We're a, trying to get people off. It's of, a Hans Bolman situation. <laughs> Who's Hans? It's Hans like American Bowman. History X, but for uh, Wes Anderson fans. Yes. <laughs> you can get you guys American Cinema X. <laughs> it just yeah. I will say there are some honking beezers in this movie. Hon- honking beezers. Right. Oh, Adrian Brody's in. Oh, who, who's Hans Zimmerman? What? 
You said Honkin' Beezers. No, you said earlier that it's like syndrome. Hans Molman. Who's Hans? Oh, from Simpsons? Yeah, when they they thought they kidnapped him thinking he was Bart. (laughs) (laughs) Father, (laughs) father. Okay. We got to take a little quick, little quick, little break here. Right. Uh, right with this 20, 20 year old reference that I oh dude, no that's a thirty year old reference no one cares. all right coming up next uh, more more movies apparently something fun from Anderson and something pleasurable from both of oh, us Jesus Brian don't ever say that again. Step into the world of power loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industry shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas. Plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Well, or call she, the police. Or call the police, like she should have, <laughs> exactly. What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Welcome back. That's what it sounds like every time in my brain when I'm watching a Wes Anderson movie. It's <laughs> I was like, going to say, it felt kind of very... <laughs> really not, it's too much. Not for me. It seemed like that would be over the opening credits of Asteroid City. <laughs> <laughs> in case this isn't annoying enough. <laughs> and there are so many characters who had no purpose. You know what I mean? Like, Okay. <laughs> did Tilda Swinton need to be in the movie? I do feel like... And this is going to sound wrong and mean, but I do feel like there might be a time in my life later because my dad got ended up having dementia, most likely Alzheimer's, and like he lost his mind for the last ten years, and he wasn't even my dad by the time he died. There, there's a chance that like I, you know, something might change in my brain chemistry, and maybe I'll sit down and discover Wes Anderson like oh. twenty years from now and go like, "What is this? I like it." Imagine if you, imagine if Asteroid City was your first exposure ever to this man, Wes Anderson. You might love it. I could if this came out. Of, honestly, I bet I would, and I think you might too. Like if we had never seen anything yeah, like this, I'd find this refreshing. We'd be like, "This is new, original shit." Yep, like this. Maybe the next one will be good. <laughs> <laughs> How would you feel if you you were in the throes of dementia? You were uh, watching it, and you came to because yeah. you know you, they, the yeah, moments, yeah, you have moments yeah, yeah, and you realize oh, what is on Asteroid City, and I see Brian <laughs> snickering in the corner, <laughs> and you're halfway. He's got the remote. Oh, I'm like why am I smiling? Like, it's got a camera. Why am like, I listening art to me? <laughs> but I have you recorded from this show talking shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who is that? Is that me? Hey, are we giving uh, proper credit to the listener who assigned us uh, a pleasure? No, we're not. Brandon uh, Peterson. Brandon Peterson assigned us pleasure, which we're going to get to right after Flame and Hot. Please. Do you have another movie or is that it? That's it. That's it. Well, pleasure is number three. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you didn't see, You fucking. Brian, you why, why would Asteroid City? We didn't talk about it. We got to talk about things like it's that. It's so mean. It's so mean. That's mean. That's it's inconsiderate. I feel like it's mean to Wes Anderson and his fanship <laughs> to actually cover one of his movies on this show. <laughs> it's not nice, right? Well, I mean, you know, 
there are plane crashes you have to cover. We like if you're in the news, we know what's happening. Right. We know. Yeah, but imagine like Wes Anderson fans are like the, their 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 loved ones were in that plane crash. They don't want to. If your loved ones are in the plane crash, you're not watching the news reports over and over That's and over. That's a really good point. Hey, what percentage of our audience do you think are like Wes Anderson fans? I'd like, say like twenty percent, really? maybe more. Yeah, Fuck. I take everything back. Isaac. It seems right. Yeah, I take everything back. And I and I I think a lot of you really do like it, and I think some of you might feel like you have to, <laughs> and you don't. That's why we're, we're, we're letting you know. Program. You're off the hook. It seems like the dinner party of movies where it's that kind of laughter. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little forced. Want to make sure that other people in the theater know that you got that little thing or you appreciated yes. that little bit of cork. You used to yell at me for this, which is laughing at Corolla's references. You're like, that's not funny. So it, laugh. it wasn't funny, yeah. yeah you, references you would were terrible. verbally be like, that's not funny. Yeah, because he would say things that weren't funny that you yeah. would just, you'd be like, oh, if I laugh right now, he will, he will look fondly upon me. <laughs> It was more like the laughter of recognition. Like I understood that reference. Isn't that what all that is? What that's why we evolved to laugh is to like so we could find our others. That's right. Find our yeah commonalities. That's why when I run for office, I'm just gonna laugh. You're gonna gonna laugh with me, and we're all together. (laughs) Can you imagine? You probably win by (laughs) last. (laughs) <laughs> it's like like Kang and Koda. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Another Simpsons, Simpsons reference. What the fuck? <laughs> Flaming Hot, a Hulu film, came out I believe last week. We heard from Tam Smith, who watched this and uh, enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, directed by Eva Longoria, starring Jesse Garcia, Annie Gonzalez, Emilio Rivera. Uh, who else? There's a bunch of other people in this movie as well. Uh, Vanessa Martinez uh, and uh, Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub. Matt Walsh. Not the uh, one who asks what women are, but uh, the uh, comedian Matt Walsh is in here. Oh, he's okay. And it is a story, uh, biographical, autobiographicals, based on the autobiographical book, excuse me, uh, written by Richard Montanez. And the book's name is, stupid computer. Based on a boy, a burrito, and a cookie. From janitor to executive. A boy, a burrito, and a cookie. Thank you, Brian. So it is a story of Richard Montel... I guessed it. That. Montanez. 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 You idiot. And no, there's a tilde over the end, so you had it right. Montanez. Montanez. Uh, and how he worked at Frito-Lay back in the day, and uh, <laughs> he came from the streets. He did a lot of, uh, not so much gang banging, but he was affiliated with the gangs, right? And uh, he's out there slanging, slanging the dope to, mm-hmm. to you know, make ends meet, and then he finds out his wife's pregnant, and he's like, all right, I got to be a family man. I got to get a job. I got to get a job down at Frito-Lay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like the local uh, plant in town, right? That's sure. a Rancho Cucamonga. Okay. And uh, I say he's out there slanging, and he's in the gang and whatnot. This is all very, very soft serve, okay? Like like when he's in the gang, this is all played. Evil, Evil Longoria directed this. It's, it's, not, very, it's very safely PG-13, uh, I'm guessing. Yeah, but in the in a, in a good possible way. I mean, the the characters are a bit tropey, almost a borderline racist at times with the amount of oh fun Mexican <laughs> Mexican like uh, flavor that uh, is is. In, uh, I looked up the writer and I was like, I, I really hope that we have a lead writer who's uh, very Mexican here, and it was not the case. It was a, it was a white fella uh, who wrote the was the lead writer on this. But that, all that said, and there is some fairly. Um, Obviously, it's it's just seemed like white interpretation of Mexican culture sure. was was represented, and that's what's needed. <laughs> Eva Longoria, though, she's behind the camera, right? She's what? very Hispanic. She's done all sorts of uh, very important things through uh, CSUN. Very, very, some would say extremely. <laughs> no, she, she's Hispanic as far as heritage and and what she you know goes to bat so for representation. Not a loud about it, if you ask me. All right, Brent. So. So he, but it's all like fun and sweet and played for, for, for laughs and it's, it goes down smooth. This is like one of those movies of the week. So, uh, but it's in a, in a good way, right? It goes down smooth. So he's, he's on the, on the streets and he gets his job, even though he's not a college, a high school graduate, he lies on his application. He ends up getting a job, but uh, the, uh, Frito-Lay and, uh, but he's a mechanical guy and he's a smart guy and he's not okay with just pushing a mob. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but he wants to do more of this fucking ambitions. life. Yeah. So he's asking all sorts of questions and, and he wants to find out how the machines work. And he's asking, uh, uh are you in good hands? The, the dude that, uh, is the in good hands guy, uh, from Haysburg. Uh, that is Haysburg. Yeah. Haysburg. Uh, who's kind of a dick in real life uh, oh. from the stories I hear it allegedly. Right. Uh, so I, I don't like to give him credit, but, uh, yeah. So he, he's like, I'm the head guy here. And, uh, you know, I, uh, Haysburg you showed like, him. are you, are you in good hands? Like the guy from Allstate. Uh, he's, uh, you don't see him in movies very often. He's but here Pedro he Serrano. And, uh, 
Sure. He's Clarence mm-hmm. C. Major Baker. Lee. Clarence. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. But well, he's got all these superstitions and whatnot. He's got yep. like a fucking boa constrictor in it. Yeah, he's, he's talking he's about races. Jesus Christ. <laughs> My God. Top five racist moments in, in the last 10 years, 20 years. <clears throat> so, on the show? Uh, on the show. We can do that last week for you. So, uh, so he, the, the, Dennis is like, yeah, you know, I, I run these machines. I'm the head chief over here. You're the, you're a guy with a you know, mop. Don't talk to me. And then he keeps coming. He keeps coming. And then Richard finally breaks through to Dennis. And Dennis is like, all right, you know what? I can see that you're not a nobody. You want to learn these machines. I'll teach you some things. One thing leads to another. And, uh, and he has a breakthrough moment. Uh, Richard has a breakthrough idea about, hey, my people that live like in Pacoima, in the Valley, and like out here in, in, in Los Angeles, uh, they, they want, like Mexican people, they want spice. They want the spice from the old land. And like none of these bland vanilla products offer that. So there's a whole montage of how he comes up with the sure. flaming hot, right? And then it goes from there. And as the story was suggested in this book, you know, it starts out as a janitor and he ends as like, you know, top level exec. Very, very fun Drags movie. Riches. Goes down smooth. Watched it with a boy. He had a lot of questions. I watched it with my six-year-old. It's, it's on Disney Plus hmm. or Hulu or whatever or both. Did he follow it? He followed it, yeah. It's, it's that. he had the Cheetos. Yeah, yeah. He's familiar with the Cheetos. And it was all fine. It was all well. It was all good. And, you know, it's, it's a sweet little fun movie. A three-and-a-half-star movie that I had no problem watching. I got to watch it with my boy, which is fun. I'm trying to get him to watch things that are more just YouTube, you know, snippets. Uh, the longer form, the better, where he has continuity he has to follow through with. All good. Excited to talk to you about it. And then I read some stuff about oh, it. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, oh boy. Oh. See a piece of shit in real life? No. Well, I mean, it depends on how you define that. So Richard evidently has been going around for better part of 20 years, telling the story, wrote a book about it. He's been ex- ex- accepting up to like $10,000 for speaking engagements. Great. Good for him. He's kind of like the Rudy of this uh, this movie. If Rudy never played for Notre Dame, that he would be the, the right. Rudy. Uh, not quite to that level, but... He did start out as a janitor. He did make his way up to executive. He had nothing to do with fucking flaming hot. Nothing. Nothing. And this all got exposed before the movie. Like I the week before the movie how, comes out. How would it take that long for it to get exposed? Because the articles that I read, most of the flaming hot team that comes out of like Texas, like they disbanded and kind of went their own ways like in the 90s or something. So he's yeah. like, I'll tell your story is mine for years. No qualms. Whatever. So... There is a story in there. It just doesn't I gotta have start stealing stories. There doesn't is, have the flaming hot backdrop yeah, yeah. to it. You know, there it has is, the Frito Lay's backdrop. There is to a it. Uh, whole section on on its Wikipedia just called historical accuracy. <laughs> Inaccuracies or accuracies? Because I would think it would be a small section. It's a, it's a debatable apparently. It's apparently, what? there's controversy. Yeah, there's some controversy. Either way, it's a great rags to riches story. I wish there was maybe more um, nonfiction to it. Uh, I don't have to tell my son that he watched uh, a two-hour lie. Uh, I'm still, every time we're, we're in 7-Eleven or at a gas station on a road trip, I'll say Flaming Hot. Remember that movie? It'll be great. Why do you need to lie about that when he already had the success? Yeah, exactly. It didn't have so this, odd. From, I've done a lot of thinking about that over the last few days since I learned of the lies, and I think it just didn't have the sex appeal, or you can't put a bow on it quite as easily. Like I, I'm a Mexican dude who created the Flaming Hot flavor for Frito-Lay. <laughs> But how many business guys have a sexy button on their career who go like that? They you know? don't. So that's why they don't make movies about them. You well, know what I mean? Or yeah. books. I mean, my question is related to what is he the put some spice on his story? It's just odd that's that he good. needed that. It's like the money is not enough. You, you coming from nothing. And not I, having think everything that, I think what they did enough. was like, I think he was a real go getter. I think he did push. And I think that he did position himself to be like the guy that is from inside, but he knows what his people want. And he helped with, uh, Oh, with marketing. He was, I sure. think he was a real good marketer. What, uh, what is the central drama or conflict of this film? Like what is, what is our hero pushing against what are, who's the bad guy? Um, the system. Okay. And you got the little elemental in there, but the, the collection of like, you know, white guys, uh, who don't listen to him on the floor. Sure. And then you got, uh, his impossible, um, rise to, uh, to a place where anyone improbable and, and nearly impossible, like where no one wants to hear from the janitor, right? Which most of us can relate to. Sure. Most of us have had very low level jobs at one time or another. Most of us have never God, been God, God to. for you to make a suggestion. Right. Like, yeah, hey, yeah. Uh, you know, if you got an idea, quiet. 
Exactly. You screen the calls. Don't you have a mop for a reason? Shut up. And then, you know, there's some, some of that going on. But he just, he was, he's such a lovable, great character. It's a really fun movie. Like, he mm-hmm. just lets everything roll off his back. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't, you know, Why? Because his back is wet, Anderson? There is wet back uh, oh. uh, uh, discussions. Don't, and, don't and, I feel and, foolish? And there is like one, one scene where it gets like, okay, here's the obligatory, like, you know, they're being uh, really racist to his kids at school and like one of the kids gets beat up I'm like oh fuck here we go and it just makes you feel kind of great <laughs> oh, but then his mom go. says alright here you go here's a couple burritos take him to school tomorrow and you'll be friends with all of them and that's what happens he's like oh no yeah the kid comes up he's like hey Peter what are you doing eating beans and he's like yeah I'm actually eating a burrito give it a shot and then the, the bully fat kid's like you eat it and he made, makes his friend eat it and the, his friend's like I was shaking he's like takes a bite and he's like you know what not too bad he's like and the bully kid says take give it to me and then like the is that re- line in the movie because that's the funniest thing I've ever heard <laughs> something along those lines yeah uh, something along those lines how many times has that been done the you try it and then yeah. what are you doing uh, and, that's, and then it's just yeah it's a lot That mo- that's what uh, this movie is over and over again oh but God. it's sweet yeah, I think yeah, the, yeah, me yeah. watching it with a six year old made it a little bit more you know Jillian kept walking in and out. She's like, this is like the most racist movie you've ever watched. I'm like, the, it's not though, honey. It's not. The casual racism of the late 80s was crazy because we had plenty of Mexican and Hispanic kids at our school and they were just beaners. Yeah, and, and they were friends and they were good guys and we got along, but that's just what you call them. Mm-hmm. That's what you call them. Uh, that's, what they, that's what they were called uh-huh. by many, they by were. many people. Uh-huh. And it was like, You oh, and your friends, that, the many people. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. You and their friends. And it's like, oh, that's wildly offensive. But apparently that's just what was bandied about. No, I heard it quite a bit. And when I was in uh, elementary school for a long, for like three, four years, I was one of the few white kids in, in the school. Right. And there was like a whole bunch of Hispanic kids and a whole bunch of black kids. And uh, yeah, I heard it then, but they, they called each other that. And like one kid, he's like, hey, you never, he, he's like, you don't want to start chill with me. He's like, you fight one, one um, bean, you got to fight the whole burrito. Like he told it's me good. that. He told me that. Hey, bean, bean, beans. He told fucking me that. So that's good. You no, know, this is uh, a lot of lovable characters. I just wish there was some more truth behind it. And, uh, you know, <laughs> don't we all? Yeah. Yeah. I Enjoyable. Mean, that's, that's the case. Usually, you know, they take artistic license, but this one seemed to. I want to see this. It was, there's a whole nother movie to be made about this guy just. <laughs> You know, rising to the top and continuing yeah. to market himself with bullshit yeah. and puffing. That's that right. Puff. There's going to be a documentary made about this movie. It'll be probably as it. good, if not better. Yeah. All right. We got to talk. We got to talk some pleasure. But I would say, hey, yeah, everyone check out this. It's a really fun uh, movie. All about, you'll never look at Flamin' Hots again uh, if, it was, if it was accurate. I don't know for a fact that I've had Flamin' Hots. Apparently, I, I taste them once and they, they hurt my stomach. Uh, he did. He, he did have one. He did have one um, contribution to Flamin' oh. Hot. Apparently, the name. Uh, he suggested at one point to somebody that uh, they try it on the popcorn. <laughs> That's Apparently, important. once he was an executive, he's like, you know what? We should try this on the popcorn. That's important. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, you know what? Catch it could maybe work on hot dogs too. Think where we would be. Uh, probably the same place. All right. Uh, thanks to Brent, Brandon Peterson. Is that what we're talking? One, there's, there's, some, there's some really good stuff with him calling the big boss and like, cutting through, which I really appreciate. Okay. If you have a good idea, you should be able to get to the big boss. You, you know what I mean? I, I don't like all the insulary and like all the uh, buffering that goes yeah, yeah. on. The levels. I understand it because there's a bunch of yahoos out there always trying to get to the top and they don't have anything to offer. But there's going to be people that have something to offer. Like, they have that thing in like, I, I think it's Toyota. Kaizen. Japanese Kaizen, right? And that's where like anyone can stop the whole assembly line at any time. Doesn't matter what position right. you are on the floor. If you have a suggestion, I'm sure it's frowned upon. If I'm sure it's a, yeah, you, have to, you have to fucking do a ritual suicide. After <laughs> I don't know if it's quite that harsh, but. <laughs> All right. Brandon. Pleasure. Brandon Peterson, who I did not talk to, but go ahead. What? I did not. Oh. He Pleasure. Did. Actually, one of the few times I really wanted to talk to a person because I want to see what Brandon was thinking. The Pleasure, 2021 film directed by, written and directed by Ninja Thyberg. Uh, Ninja is Swedish, so I might be pronouncing that wrong. Could be Ninja. Actually, probably is Ninja, honestly. Uh, Sophia Capel stars as Bella Cherry. Yes. Bella Cherry. 86% of Rotten Tomatoes. You can stream this on Showtime or you can rent it, I suppose. Uh, Anderson. What do you think about uh, pleasure? Did you find it pleasurable? Um, I don't think that's what it's about. So this is a realistic <laughs> look at what the porn business of today is like. Right. Were you to be a younger person or any person from any walk of life going through it, the guys that we through, see it through, the lens that we see it through is from Bella Cherry, who comes in from Sweden. We have very little, to, we have no background actually on her. Like what? We meet her at customs. We yeah, and she, they say, "Are you here for business or pleasure?" And she says, "Pleasure." And then we go into the music, and we see the uh, you know, it's the cold mm-hmm. open. And it's very, very effective. It's a very, very stylized 
interesting, well-made film without being in your face with the style, That's if funny, that makes sense. Yes, it is stylized, but in a, not in a Wes Anderson way. This is a very not in a music style. video way, not yeah. even a Larry Clark way, which it was kind of sold. Brandon said it's kind of like an, it's got same subject matter as like kids went up, but I it's got a Larry Clark vibe with the characters, but not with the style in which it was shot. No. Like next to no handheld here. Uh, it's ironically, so it's about porn world. She comes in and, and we should point out that, um, that the, almost the entire cast outside of, uh, outside of our uh, star, Sophia Capel, uh, is, uh, an actual porn star. Yeah. They're actual porn they're, stars, they're all actual porn actors. There's a lot of, uh, life imitating art, art imitating life. One here. guy plays himself, the, the agent Spiegel or whatever his name is. I've seen that guy's face before. He's a real guy. Yeah. I mean, they're all real guys, but he plays himself. So it's her ride. It's her drive, Bella Cherry's drive to become a porn star, mm-hmm. which is, you know, that gets bandied about quite a bit. But I mean, that she comes to this country because she wants to become a porn star. Uh, it It's effective in making you really feel like you're in that world with her. And, and it's definitely icky at times, but a lot of time it's just her being a girl, her making friends. Her It could have been any type of job. It could have been her going to try and get a job at Frito-Lay. Right. Right. Wow. Uh, ironically, but yes, it's very straightforward business-like. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It, pre- it presents the industry as a business, um, and like it, like you said, could be another job, any other job. But it then could be Hollywood a, easily. But then there's moments like you also alluded to, where it's kind of magic mic off stage, where it's just gir- girls chat. Yeah, exactly. That was very well put with a magic mic off stage. There isn't a magic. It's much less fun than magic mic because this is a predatory business. <laughs> this is very low on the fun scale. <laughs> it, it was, but it was kind of riveting, and she was so it was, it was compelling, so good, and it was well acted, very well acted, and it, it looks good. Like it looks really good. It makes your stomach churn. She, uh, she's trying to find her way. She's trying to find her she, voice. She in the goes porn through world. some uh, some tough scenes at time. At one time, uh, she thinks that she's a submissive, and because she goes to like a, a, an S and M branch where they, they they use her and they tie her up, but they're all really really safe with her. It showed yeah, the, yeah, the irony is that yeah, she she does this bondage scene SNM like you said uh, but uh, the people making the scene are actually very uh, professional um, yeah they're very professional they're asking her how she's doing you know it's just too much and then uh, then she does some other scenes where maybe they're not so supportive and off they, camera. they have like this whole sub genre of where it's like it's, it's for I mean let's not split hairs here it's, it's for guys who absolutely fucking hate women but still want to have sex with them and it's like very abusive and it's like spitting in their face and slapping them and like well I hate children but I still you were saying, and like she goes down that road, and that's mm-hmm. by far and away the toughest part to watch, and how she's trying to like mm-hmm. push through and watch these guys manipulate her, and like, oh, are you okay, are you okay? Well, I really think you should. Oh, and then it's just it's heartbreaking. It's it, it's really upsetting, and it just makes you hate men a little bit more, especially those types of fucking bros. Like I just want to, yeah. like I, I I get what kind of guy you are, and I hate yes. you. I want you eliminated. I don't and know if I- that's right. I didn't know going into this movie, I want to kill even, them. even till afterwards, that everyone in this is in the porn industry to some degree. But it made sense because I'm watching the scene we're talking about. I'm like, everyone seems very unlikable. Yeah. Like, like even the likable characters because seem unlikable to some degree. They're not actors, and a lot of time to be an actor and be a successful actor, mm-hmm. you have to have that, that that it that you hear about, right? You have right. to have like that pizzazz, right. that charisma, and when you're actually the real thing you don't really have that it. So I think that's what you're reacting to. And they're probably all playing versions of themselves or versions of other people that they've seen. Right. Uh, But it's, it's kind of got the nomad land vibe to it because you feel like you're really in that world and there's like non-actors working. I I wouldn't think to compare it to that. It's more buttoned up though. You know what I mean? Like all the shots are composed and like, you know, the opera, the camera operations, there's not a whole lot of herky jerky. Mm. It it really felt right. Is there a porn movie called herky jerky? So it should be. What I also appreciated, and I don't know how how true to this actual movie, like this story would be, but I kept waiting for like the drugs to come. And I kept waiting for the, you know, she was raped by her, her father right. or something, which she actually jokes about, but you get the sense that that never happened happen. to her. She had a normal upbringing, which doesn't, I get from working on Loveline for 17 years that this rarely happens, but it does happen. Sure. She was bored in Sweden. She saw an out. She... Thought she liked sex enough to be able to just come over here and make money doing it, and that's. I kept waiting for the drugs to come in and and the the booze and it. Mm. it I mean they they were smoking it's weed there, and stuff, but, but it's not. Yeah, it's not, not the cause. Yeah. It's not the behind, which is such a trope. And I kept waiting for that to now. 
Drew would see that Dr. Drew would see this and say, Oh, it's just unrealistic. Right. No one would ever get into porn sure. unless they're like, you know, completely yeah. depressed. This character would never end up in this and situation. I, it felt, it felt realistic. Yeah, to me. It felt learned. I had no problem with the characters. It was a well-made movie, well-written, well-directed. I, I really liked it. I, it was, it was hard to watch. But I, I really I, I'm, it. I'm mostly joking when I talk about how unpleasant it was and unsexy it was. It is those things, but it is a good movie. Yeah. You know, it, it's not enjoyable. I don't think, but it, it it's a, undeniably a well-made movie. They have relationships in here that I actually cared about. And when those relationships were like stretched and, 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 uh, challenged and, and faulted and like, I, I, I felt it. Like I wanted certain relationships. It's, I liked the way that it was written too, where she was set up to not trust the other girls. And then the other girls come in, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Right. Like I, I really liked it on that level. And like I said, it could have been about all sorts of different industries. It really works because it's so on the nose with the porn industry and men taking advantage or needing women for, that uh, yeah. and the score is fucking amazing because it doesn't fit the movie, but it works. It's an operatic score that really gives huh. it this heft. No, I guess you're right. The roommate character uh, is uh, good, top like eligible for top five loose cannons. She, she's she's unpredictable. Yeah, she comes from uh, she's United States a local. What was her name? I can't Florida her name. trailer. Florida Joy? trailer trash. Joy? Yeah, she got a little bit of Florida project in this as well, yeah. right? But with better. She could have been the main character in, in uh, a Florida project. The cross between Bella Cherry and her friend, who is the Florida girl mm -hmm. in this, like they, they, the two of them together is is like the girl in the Florida project. But uh, yeah, so Brandon Brandon Peterson, we didn't get a chance to chat, but we did email back and forth and here's what uh here's what he wrote about please let me know actually first let me begin by writing uh reading what i wrote to him before we the back and forth um he says your movie is pleasure enjoy obviously he's part of the assigner level on patreon so he got to assign us a movie here um and i said hey brandon are you around later today or tomorrow to discuss your pornographic pick P.S. Atticus didn't care for it letting him know that my six-year-old didn't enjoy it right so that you need that for context all right, and then Brandon's, uh, we weren't able to talk, like I said, but he writes, he writes this. I am a fan of fly-on-the-wall movies like Kids, Bully, Spring Breakers, et cetera. These are all like Harmony Kareen or, uh, or Larry Clark movies that he just mentioned. Uh, any movie that can make you make me forget I'm watching actors and blur the line between narrative and documentary is an amazing don't, accomplishment. Don't in my see Asteroid City. In my opinion. <laughs> and so I was sucked into this incredibly authentic world, no pun intended. Sucked in. Oh, sucked in. I don't think I'll ever look at porn the same again. Ruined my sex drive for a couple of weeks, which is probably the point, and had to look away several at several points. But I really fell for the characters during the quieter moments between disturbing rape scenes. Overall, left feeling really disturbed. Brian might not survive this one, especially as a father of a daughter. That being said, I'm confident if Atticus revisits, revisits this later in life, He'll find some, it has some merit. Some perspective. <laughs> I'm thankful to say I did not think of Tessa watching this, but Brendan, it is a, uh, it's a good movie. Uh, worth, worth, uh, worth checking out. Just to be clear, because I know people have listened, I did not have Atticus sit down and watch this hard R movie with me, okay? But you know what? You see, is, Are you sure it's even R? I thought it was unrated. It might be unrated. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know what? You There's a rough scene. What do you mean? There's a few rough scenes. Like, yeah, but they call it a rough scene. You want to do a rough scene. You say yeah. you want a rough scene. Oh, that guy, that fucking guy with the hat on backwards, and he's all like, hey, every, anything you need, you know? And then when he, and he realizes that he's not getting what he wants, he shows his true, he, he yeah. drops the fucking ruse. Oh, Which is sad because he drops the facade. That, guy, that guy's an idiot because all he had to do was say, hey, just when you want to finish the scene, come around. We'll be here. Oh, look at Brian. He's like, I, you got to manipulate it yeah, so much exactly. better. Here's how no, you manipulate. Not manipulate. Be honest. Be like, hey, we need to finish the scene. So in order to get her to do that. In his head, he's just she's just some yeah. dumb bitch, yeah. some piece Disposable. of trash who's like supposed to do this job. And now he's making his life harder. Mm -hmm. So he's like, fucking bitch. But like he, he like had to like muster the strength to be like, no, honey, you know, it's whatever you yeah, need. It, oh, that's that like guy. you're both servers at a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how he, it's just you're making my shift harder. Ugh. Yeah. That's how he was acting. Yeah. Ugh, that fucking guy. And the two rednecks that he had, like the scrawny little fucking Cletus motherfuckers. Oh, third Simpsons reference. Cletus. They were like Cletus dudes, right? They're like Cletus oh. offspring going like spit. Ah, uh, spit. I, who? Funniest Cletus moment is when he had to sign something. Now, where do I make my mark? And he signs and we get a perspective shot. And it's like, it's fucking. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, um, calligraphy. Yeah. Very nice. Well done. It was like one of the founding fathers. <laughs> I, I like where there's one scene when uh, they, they ask, they come to his door and ask if, if so and so is home, and all 45 of his kids come out. He's like, Brandine, Clandine, Jan, and just <laughs> keeps going. And coming. Keep coming out and, and out. And out. <laughs> 
What happens to that? What happens to that clip of The Simpsons? Hundred years from now, when when white people are definitely the the minority, mm. is this going to be like, look at this hate speech from hundred years ago? <laughs> yeah, that was funny then. <laughs> that was funny then. It was fine then, uh, but not, not, not today. Yeah, not today. Now there's a lot of underprivileged whites that yeah. need our <laughs> need our help. <laughs> now where do I make my mark? All right, that's all I have to say about pleasure. Uh, I would recommend this if it's your type of movie. This is not going to work for a lot of people. A lot of people don't want to go down this road, and. Uh, you're, especially if you if you like porn and you you rely on it, I, like, I'd like to keep my sex drive. Thank yeah, you. it's going to um, make you look at porn a little bit differently. Maybe this is interesting to you, maybe not, but I feel like it's a public service. Very small breasts in this movie. Where very small. Hmm. I don't really notice boobs. Really? Well, I can yeah. tell you. I did like it when she wasn't pierced, though. I don't like the pierced mm. boobs, and, and her her boobs are on again, off again, pierced. But uh, Bella Cherry, very, very free with her body, as you'd imagine, which is calls the role. She's calls tattooed. For. She's got a ween tattoo in her leg. She does not have a ween tattoo. It'd be funny if she did. A boognish? That'd be pretty tight. Five ween. star movie. Seeing ween in three weeks. Really? Rise, rise of the boognish. Where? Bring an Atticus. Sweden? At the, uh, no, at the Greek. Nice. Fuck to the yes with the boognish. Uh, they're playing the same night as the Aquabats. What are the chances of that? Wait, together? Or? No, not together. You'd think. Actually, competing very, shows, very different bands, Outrageous. very different bands. I saw a documentary. <laughs> Corolla still brings them up as the most annoying band he ever interviewed. Yeah. Where are you Aquabats. from? Aquatonia. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't break character. They, they hate it. When we had the gorillas on, he, he and Drew freaked out about that too. Why? Because the gorillas. Oh, because they're in character. But they, they, they actually took it a step further and they had a voice actors playing them. <laughs> That's from like amazing. England, it was pretty great. And whoever these comedians Wait, were, did that they Dan Albarn show up? I think they showed up, but then they had like the other band members where like the gorillas were on via phone, and they were really good and really funny. Mm-hmm. And Drew and and Corolla, especially Corolla, hated them. And <laughs> Drew followed suit, but they were really clever. And That's funny. funny. Yeah, it's good stuff. Where were we said? There was a documentary. Um, I don't, I don't have any information on it, but it was All about right, the actual story. porn world. And it felt a lot like this too. My, my Jelena and I watched that a while ago. Um, How does this compare to shame in terms of the sexual ickiness? Oh, it's a much easier watch than shame. Really? Much easier. Oh, I, no. Have you not seen shame? No, no. Now I'm not going to. Uh, well, you never were going to anyways. You were never going to watch it anyway. Should we, uh, should we tease the watch along or is that ridiculous? Yeah, watch, uh, tease the watch along. It's I mean, by the time this airs, it's probably already happened um and then also i'd like to uh announce that we will be watching level 16 for david gulick uh this week and we'll, we'll watch level 16 save save david gulick. Well, why save. do we save that save save david gulick david we're, we're gulick. saving the movie i'm watching oh save because of pictures yes indeed fan art later Fan art save boss dude okay let's go brian dead air it makes me uncomfortable do not like there it is to the rescue alright thanks everyone for listening and especially friends and Peterson let me find Avery's notes there we go oh and Comedy Confessional there returns. she is yes now, next week is, this is, is a great that? show is that assigned to us no it is. it was assigned to Anderson uh, it's the show that I produce I know Every week, uh, not every live week. show, live show, live show, uh, first Friday of the month at the Crow. You can grab tickets uh, in Sorry, my Instagram where bio. It is again? The Crow in Santa Monica. There so at comedy at Confess Comedy on Instagram, or if you find me on Instagram, uh, we grab uh, confessions, anonymous yes, confessions yes, with the audience, yes. and we riff on them. And as Anderson can attest, it is a fun time. It is a great show. Uh, it's it's very very fun. Also, Santa Monica was a kind of a barrier entry uh, for me, uh, and it's a huge free parking lot, which is very rare in Santa Monica. Real easy parking. There's places to eat right there. Yeah, we're not shaking you down for a 95 drink minimum. Yeah, there's actually no drink minimums, right? But yeah. you could drink 95 drinks if you wanted to. You just Across the street. To. Yes, yes, yes. It's a very unique show that you will continue to talk about for quite some time. It'll be very fun. I highly recommend Avery's show, not just. Nice. Uh, it, it's Avery. Also, I did not mention I'm derelict in my own duty for my own project, which is going very well. We're making, we're doing in, in some very interesting things as far as offers and and things are moving along with Loaded for Bear, uh, doc.com, Loaded for Bear doc.com. Uh, and if you would like to know more about it, I'll just leave it at that. It's an incredible project that I'm, I'm, everything's kind of working out and it just feels good and it feels right and it's so much fun and I'm so happy to be working on this Loaded for Bear documentary. Uh, um, 
just check it out loadedforbeardoc.com if you'd like to be a part of it and thank you to everyone who has become a part of it most recently uh, it's going going good oh you and I gotta talk Eddie's Antiques off the air uh, thanks to Future Idiots being our featured artist this week check them out andersonandbrian.com andersonandbrian.com is the website where you can find that aforementioned Amazon link again free to you free to you uh, it's where you can find uh, links to all of our social media Anderson and Brian on Instagram Anderson and Brian on TikTok The Film Vault on Twitter and Facebook The Film Vault Podcast on YouTube Thanks uh, for all of our listeners Patreon listeners especially Don't miss the uh, Watch Along Varsity Blues How excited are you? I'm not at all hmm. Giovanni, <laughs> Sorry, appreciate you <laughs> Mitch Burns, uh, hope to uh, hear from you soon uh, Mike Cole and Eric Kath all you guys appreciate your efforts for the show. Uh, and yes, yeah, the 7th, right, is your uh, Yes, your July 7th. There we go. July 7th. And I'll drop a link to the, the tickets in the uh, show notes. All right. So check it out and check all of our stuff out. And until then, we do it for Van Gogh. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What do you get when you take two childhood friends with a passion for unexplored history and a whole lot of booze? You get us, Queen's Podcast. And here at Queen's, we are spilling the tea on all kinds of women from history. From New Orleans voodoo queen, Marie Laveau, to Marie Antoinette, and everything in between. Each queen is paired with a cocktail recipe that will totally get you in the mood to hear the fun, dramatic, and juicy stories of fascinating women from history. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Cheers! Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Ken. And we are from the Triviality Podcast, a pub trivia style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Join us each week for an hour long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that because you're already listening to a podcast.